following podcast is a production of the network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Welcome to the Herd and Ten podcast. Here's your host, Jake Fratinsky. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Herd and Ten podcast. I'm your host, Jake Fratinsky. You can find me on Twitter at jfratinskynfl. You can also check us out on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Herdand10 or just search Herdand10 Podcast. You can see our content there. We're constantly posting Buffalo Bills related content. So if this show isn't enough or you're just looking for other Bills related content, please check us out. Give us a follow. Give us a like. We would really appreciate it. So for this episode, there's just a couple quick things I want to cover. And then I want to go straight to my interview because I had such a great time with Anthony Prohaska of Cover One Sports. He is just such a fun guy. We had a great chat. I gave him a hypothetical situation, which is a new segment that I'm bringing in. I'm going to do it from time to time. And it was just a fun conversation, very casual, something to, to enjoy with not a whole lot going on in Buffalo Bills country right now. So couple things here that I want to cover. One being the Bills have announced training camp exact days and also which days are going to be open practice sessions for you to go visit. So if you are in the Buffalo area or you're not even that close, but you want to come in, there are going to be three practices that are open to the public. That's going to be Saturday, July 31st from 10 a.m., to noon. You're going to have the return of the blue and red presented by Bud Light. That's going to be Saturday, August 7th from 10 a.m. to noon. And then Wednesday, September 1st from noon to 2 p.m. So there's a few different options if you want to go and see them. Remember, you do have to get a mobile ticket. So you got to go claim that. You got to go get it. Those aren't open yet. They're going to be opening I believe on Friday. So when this episode comes out, they will be coming out that day starting at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So you'll be able to get your mobile tickets there. And I mean, go Bills. Unfortunately, because I'm not in Buffalo, because I'm in Canada, I'm not able to go there right now. So it really sucks. I was really excited to go to at least one practice, um, but that's not going to happen this season. But if you do want to go, those are the three options to go. Those are the three days. Um, of course, with COVID, they're just they're not going to be having autograph sessions. So if you are going for an autograph, please don't do so. Don't expect to get one because of COVID. They're just not allowing any autographs to be given out. So just understand that you're not going to get that in-person interaction and engagement with the players like you would normally. Now, for practice schedule, everything opens Wednesday, July 28th at 10 a.m. So that's when things get real. 
I can't wait to put out an episode that Friday because I think there's going to be a ton of stuff to talk about. I think we're going to have a lot of stuff to cover and it's going to be a lot of fun because the Bills are a really good team and I think that we're not going to have a lot of crazy positional battles. I think there's going to be a few, but we know that most of the starters are set in stone already. So that's pretty exciting. And the final practice will be Sunday, August 22nd at 4 p.m. Of course, this is going to be also during preseason, which is also ramping up in August. So get ready for that. That's really, really exciting stuff. Nice to know that training camp is happening. Everything's going to happen. COVID is hopefully in the rear view mirror at this point. So what I want to cover here now, one more thing before we go to a break, is Josh Allen's snub. Okay, USA Today's NFL Wire came out with their NFL rankings for quarterbacks. And Josh Allen ranked 7th. And it's not terrible, don't get me wrong. But when I put this out to the world on Instagram and on Facebook and on Twitter, our team got a ton of DMs, a ton of messages, a ton of comments, with the majority of people not pleased with this. Most people did not agree with this. They think it's ridiculous and they're tired of the lack of respect for Josh Allen. And honestly, I would agree with them. I do agree with them. I wouldn't, it's not, I would, I do agree. I think that it's a little ridiculous. Josh Allen was second in the MVP voting last season, only behind Aaron Rodgers. And you're telling me he's the seventh best quarterback in the NFL? I definitely question that. And don't get me wrong, there are some other really good quarterbacks there. But would you honestly take Dak Prescott over Josh Allen? Especially considering his injury. He had a serious injury. He missed significant time. There's no way to know what Dak Prescott is going to be this season and moving forward. I would rather Josh Allen. At this point in time, I would rather Josh Allen instead of Dak Prescott. And honestly, I blame this ranking on the whole big market, small market thing. I think Dallas players often get a lot more respect than Buffalo Bills players. The Cowboys just get that respect. And then you have Russell Wilson ahead of him. I mean, that's a tricky one. I think Russell Wilson had a great start to the season. He tailed off a little bit. And when the two faced each other, Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills won. So again, questionable there. You know, maybe Josh should be ahead of both of those guys. That would place him in fifth. And then you have Deshaun Watson, who, you know, that, that's a tricky one. I, I think maybe Josh Allen's going to be better over the course of his career. But maybe at this time, he shouldn't be ahead of him. Now, again, I know I talked about MVP voting, but that isn't everything. And we know that. Then you have Tom Brady at third. Then, of course, you have Aaron Rodgers at second. And you have Patrick Mahomes at first. I don't think there's an argument that those three are probably better. Tom Brady, sort of a question mark. It's funny because I'll be having a great talk just after the break. And we talk all about Tom Brady and, and a bunch of different hypothetical situations. So I don't want to get too far into that. I think, you know, when you're looking at who's going to be better down the road, I mean, of course, you'd rather Josh Allen. He's much younger. Tom Brady's at the end of his career. But that's not really what this ranking is based on. And I think that those top three are reasonable. I think that Josh Allen has an argument that he should be in fourth or fifth. I think he should be much closer 
to Deshaun Watson than he is. I don't think he should be sitting back at seventh. And it should be noted that ESPN had their own rankings and they had Josh Allen at fifth, which to me sounds a little more in line with what it should be. So I'm not necessarily trying to cause trouble here, but it's just I posted it and so many people had the same opinion, which is that he got snubbed here, that he should not have been seventh overall. And it's just another example of the Bills just not getting the same respect that they deserve. But I think if Allen does what he did last season or can even improve upon that, I think his ranking will continue to climb. So I think we got to be happy with the fact that he isn't in the top 10. That's really impressive. But we just want to see that continue to climb and really crack the top five. So anyways, we're going to take a quick break here. And then when we get right back, we are going to be talking with Cover One's host of the disguised coverage, Anthony Prohaska. Thanks. It's the gift-giving season, and now there's a great card game that gives you action on any televised football game you watch. Just add your family, friends, and fun, and you have The Drive. Playthedrive.com. If you miss The Drive, you miss the party. Playthedrive.com. Hey, Bills Mafia. This has been a crazy year with a lot of changes. Good changes like the Patriots not sitting at the top of the AFC East. But this year has certainly brought some challenges and has made it harder for us all to connect with our fellow sports fans. If you are a big sports fan like me, then you need to join this new sports fan community called Playing the Field. Playing the Field has developed a dating and community app centered around our sports fan lifestyle. It is a great sports-focused interface from their profile trading cards in your favorite team's colors down to their bubblegum in-app currency. The best part is that right now, while they're still in beta, it is 100% free to join. And you also get extra in-app bubblegum that you can trade in when their premium features get added in a few months. Go to playthefielddating.com and sign up now to buddy up, recruit teammates, or find your MVP. Also, be sure to check out their podcast, The Fan Experience, where they interview sports fans just like you and me and let them share their fan experiences. The Fan Experience is live Tuesdays and Thursdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Or you can catch the replays on Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. You can't have a team without a mate. Go and find one now at playthefielddating.com. Welcome back to the Herd and Ten podcast. We have Anthony Prohaska of Cover One here. So excited to have him here. I've wanted him on this show for quite a while. He really knows his stuff. He's the host of Disguised Coverage. He's also a co-host of the Cover One Fantasy Football Show. So he does a whole bunch of things for the Cover One Sports Network. I've had some of those guys on from Cover One before. So nice to have Anthony on again today. Anthony, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find your content? Beautiful. So, well, first, I'm extremely impressed and very happy that you pronounced my last name correctly. So thank you very much for that. That's a fantastic intro for me. Um, you can find me on Twitter at pro underscore underscore ant. 
That's pro two underscores a N T you can find disguise coverage on YouTube and anywhere you find your podcast, Spotify, Apple podcasts, Google, anything in that realm, you will find disguise coverage. Um, and then you can find the cover one fantasy football show, same thing on YouTube and anywhere and everywhere you find your podcast and wherever, whatever platform you like to listen to that stuff. So Anthony, we got a bunch of things to talk about. We were just talking about it. It gets pretty quiet at this time prior (laughs) to training camp, but training camp is right around the corner. It's just a couple weeks away. And we know where the bills are going to be practicing. We know it's not quite like it's been in the past, not going to be at St. John Fisher. What are you most excited about with training camp coming up? What is exciting you? Are there certain positional battles that you're excited for? Is it just generally having football back? What exactly is getting you excited for training camp? Ooh, good question. Good question. I, I think just the initial, oh man, football's back is like enough to get me going. But I think what's fun with the bills, this is a, oh, this is, I don't want to say the first time ever, but I'll say the first time in a very, very, very long time for the bills where they have a good football team. And we know they have a good football team and there's expectations. And so we get to watch the young guys develop on a team without having to place the entire world upon their shoulders. There isn't like, you know, okay, we drafted Sammy Watkins. All eyes are on Sammy Watkins because we need him to help turn this franchise around and lead us to the promised land. It's cool now to have AJ Epinesa and Gregory Rousseau and Basham and Ed Oliver and even Tremaine Edmonds. I'll throw him into that bucket, although there are heavier expectations and burdens upon his shoulders. But it's nice to see the young guys that the Bills are going to have and be able to see them develop and what their progress looks like. And that's what I'm most excited to see because we can watch these young guys without the burden of being like, oh my God, like this guy needs to hit. We like, we need Gregory Rousseau to be able to play like 70 snaps right away. We need Basham to play at least 55, 60 snaps, like or percent of the snaps. It's nice to be able to watch that and not have the weight of the world on these young guys, be able to just watch their natural trajectory and natural progression. That's what I'm most excited to see. I also tend to love late round picks. So I'm really excited to see what Hamlin looks like, what wild goose looks like. Wild goose has the best name in all of football. So excited to see what that on the field aspect looks like, but I'm really excited to see the young guys and how they develop. And also to a degree, some of the the expectations for the offense with the addition of Emmanuel Sanders, which I absolutely love. So I'm excited to see and hear about how the offense is able to leverage some coverage a little bit with his addition yeah there's a lot of things to be excited about you bring up an interesting point when you talk about the young players because in the past yes we've had really high expectations for young players not just because we wanted a lot from them we felt like the bills needed a lot from them and we know that things have changed drastically now i think what's also interesting is some of these guys that are were late rounders they might not even make the roster like back in the day a lot of the Bills draft picks were making the roster and it wasn't necessarily because they were great, but because the Bills just had a lot of holes. They had a lot of gaps. The team currently has great depth in a lot of positions, not in every position, but in a lot of positions. So it's going to be interesting, particularly when we look at the receiving core to see if some of those lower round rookies can make it. And obviously in the defensive backfield, you know, you hope that we see something out of wild goose. I mean, <laughs> you want to see that name. If he's playing 
day one or playing on, on the 53 man roster. It's just exciting just to see that name. Like forget about whether he's good or not. It would be great. Yeah. I just want to hear his name on the broadcast. I go here. Wild goose makes the tackle. Like it it's just sounds so good. true. It's so true. I mean, the thing is with some of these guys, it is going to be tricky. They're trying to get onto a roster that is already really built to go the distance and hopefully get through the playoffs. So some of these guys are going to have a really tough time making it. I think it's going to be interesting to see which guys don't make it, but then which ones end up on the practice squad. Cause I think there's some questions there specifically. Also, when we look at the quarterback situation, you know, we don't know is Jake Fromm going to make the team. Is he not? Are they going to carry three quarterbacks? Are they going to carry four? I don't think they're carrying four, but they're probably carrying three. And I don't know, is Jake Fromm the answer? I, I think we don't really know. And I think that that's what makes training camp and preseason interesting when you have a lot of guys that you're not sure about. Obviously, the Bills don't have that issue on the top end. It's more on the bottom end. But that's really what makes preseason and training camp exciting. For sure. I want to cover another thing here, and that's the Bills were actually named the third best team in the NFL that just got named today. I believe it came out of Bills Wire, USA Today, and they ranked the Bills as third. They have them with a Super Bowl win probability of 7%. And then, of course, their highest graded player was Josh Allen at 90.9. Do you have a take on this? I mean, the Bills slot in number three. The, they're ahead of the Ravens and the Packers who round out the top five. So it's interesting to see that they beat out those guys. You, of course, you know, you're going to have the Buccaneers there. You're going to have the Chiefs there. It's interesting to see where the Bills are mixing in. Does it seem reasonable that the Bills are third? Should they be even higher? Do they need to be behind some of those teams? I think it's reasonable to put the Bills third. I mean, they were a, they were a Final Four team last year, you know, and going to the AFC championship and they kept pretty much the entire, not even just the core, but the entire roster returns and the coaching staff as well. The amount of continuity is tremendous. So you have a team that went to the AFC championship and lost to a very good football team in the Kansas city chiefs didn't lose very many games last year. They return their coaching staff, the roster. They still have Josh Allen, who looks to continue to operate with an upward trajectory in his career, which is tremendously terrifying for opponents of the Buffalo Bills. So I think it's fair to, to sit there and think, you know, this is a team that should be ranked in. I, I think it, at worst, they should be in the top five. Um, but I'm, I'm fine with anywhere you want to put them. I don't, you know, subscribe to the power rankings or swear by them, but I think they're definitely in that mix. And, you know, it, it's hard to put them ahead of Tampa Bay because of the sexiness of Tampa Bay. And it's hard to put them ahead against a Kansas city because of the sexiness of Kansas city and the fact that the bills haven't beaten the chiefs. And if somebody wants to throw green Bay ahead or Baltimore ahead, you know, or maybe even some people really like what the Browns did. If you want to throw the Browns ahead there, I'm fine. But I, I, I think the bills are easily a top five team going into this season. And I'm very comfortable with them being at three behind Tampa Bay and Kansas city. So I have, a hypothetical situation here. We're going to get Ooh. into the hypothetical segment here. Oh, I like that. So 
I had this conversation with my dad a few days ago and he was like, why don't you put this in the show? You should do hypothetical situations. It makes it really fun. It makes it interesting. Mm -hmm. So this is, you know, and I don't know how you're going to react, but let's just, you know, we're in this alternate universe and Tom Brady says that he wants to be a Buffalo Bill. He wants to end his career with the Buffalo Bills. So he's very clear. He's playing one more season and he will only play with the Bills and then he is retiring. Are you willing to take him? And I should add in just to add a little cherry on top. He's oh. willing to take league minimum. He just wants to be a Bill and just wants to give the city of Buffalo a Super Bowl. And he maybe feels bad for what he's done to us over the oh last two decades. <laughs> Are you willing to take him? And remember, we still have Josh Allen at this point. So if you're bringing him in, you then have to sort of say, hey, Josh, you're sitting for one season. And then don't worry, you're our franchise quarterback after that. I don't know how he reacts to that. Where are you at on this? Are you bringing him in? Are you saying, no, I, I have too much pride. I can't do it. That... <laughs> That is one hell of a hypothetical. Oh man, I um, I really like that. I, in, 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 actually, to start with the part that you ended with there regarding it. So if Josh is staying on the team and you're bringing in Brady, I think there's a trade off. I think you are significantly damaging the future of the team with Josh Allen or his psyche going forward because you basically, if you're bringing in Brady, you're basically saying to him, listen. We like what you did. You know, you, you got some MVP votes. You were the highest scoring fantasy player last year. You led us to the AFC championship. You set all these franchise records. You did amazing. But, you know, despite your age and despite your upward trajectory and talent and hard work and all that stuff, we're going to bring in this other guy because we feel like he gives us a better chance to win a Super Bowl right now than you do. But don't worry, like you'll go back to being the starter next year or whatever. You're still our future. I think that's a super tough sell for Josh Allen. So I think that significantly damages your future with Josh Allen. That being said, the idea to bring in Brady would be, you know, I can't believe we're going to talk about this. This is crazy. Um, the idea to bring in Brady would, to me, would be whether or not you think your odds of winning the Super Bowl this year are higher with Tom Brady than they are with Josh Allen. I would probably take Tom Brady. And I can't believe I'm saying it. And it makes me want to rip my heart out and stomp on it on the ground or throw it out the window. But I mean, what's your thought on that? Cause that's a really interesting one. Like I, I would say despite the age and the talent, but see, that's also part of it too. Like does Tom Brady give the bills a better chance to win the Super Bowl? Um, paper or on the game management aspect I would say he does but also the offense is kind of tailor-made to Josh the offensive line isn't what it is no I'm gonna here's my answer I'm gonna back up I don't think our offensive line is good enough like Tampa Bay's is to protect Tom Brady and I think Allen's legs are a major plus for this offense and needed in this offense I don't think Tom Brady would be as successful with the Bills as he would be with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers so I'm gonna stick with Josh Okay. So you, you flipped over there. Yeah. I mean, it's Sorry. tricky. So when I had this chat with my dad, I quickly with, without really thinking, just sort of react. And I was like, hell yeah, I would take Brady. No question. Why not? He's the greatest of all time. He leaves new England, goes to Tampa and then go in and 
he does it again. He wins again. So at that point, you're thinking, well, this guy's magic. It doesn't seem to matter. You put him in anything. He's clearly not just a system quarterback. He's done this now with two very different teams. The offenses were drastically different. But there is one thing that he had in both those teams, which is a really good defense. I think the Bills have a really good defense, but I'm not sure because they were supposed to be really good last year and they weren't really quite what we thought. I think the biggest issue with the Bills really, and obviously they have some cornerback depth issues and you know, there's a whole slew of different things that you always want to improve on. But really, I think the linebacking core is a little bit concerning. And I know we have these hopes that they're going to step up and with the defensive line improving, we'll see some improvement in the linebacking core. But there's no question our linebacking core is not the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The way they were able to shut down Kansas City's offense is something I don't know if the Bills quite have yet. It might be something with a little more development, but I don't necessarily think they're quite there. So although I had this conversation with my dad and although I thought, yeah, Brady for sure, based on some of the things you've said, it's gotten me rethinking and I actually am going to have to go with you as well. I, I do think in this particular scenario, and don't get me wrong, Brady's unbelievable. And anyone listening, obviously these are Bills fans. Yeah. They hate Brady. I hate Brady. Yes. You hate Brady. I, I can't stand the guy. But when I look at this team, they actually are built better with Josh. This team is meant to be with Josh Allen. It's not meant to be with a statue in Tom Brady. That's just not what this team is built for. So Yes, on just the, when you're just looking at a glance, yes, you want to go with Tom Brady, the best player. But for this team, for this offense, and for the defense, Allen just works better. This offense is built for his arm, for his running ability. Granted, I don't want to see him run <laughs> as much as he has. I don't care about the fantasy. I'd rather yeah. him be healthy. But definitely, I think this team is built for Josh and I think if the Bills are going to do it, it's going to be with him. He is the future. He is everything we've needed in a quarterback, and we finally have it. Why would you throw that away and take that risk of, like you said, damaging his psyche? It just doesn't seem worth it because even if you brought in Brady, what if you don't win? And the fact of the matter is there's a higher percentage chance that you will not win. And we know for sure it will damage Josh. It just doesn't seem worth the risk, particularly the way this team is built. I just don't think it's the right fit. I have, so. so I will say this with Brady, right? If, if it was a guarantee, like if your scenario was, if you bring Brady in and you guarantee the bills win the Super Bowl, I would do it in a heartbeat. I will sacrifice whatever it takes from this team to win one Super Bowl. I understand the window and everybody's like, yeah, but with Josh, you know, we technically, you know, have a Super Bowl window that will go as long as we have Josh and Diggs and so on and so forth. And I think that's all fine and dandy. But if you can guarantee me one ring, it's very hard to win a Super Bowl. Not the best team doesn't always win a Super Bowl. Anything can happen on any given Sunday. This isn't basketball or baseball or hockey where there's a best of something series and the better team usually wins unless something ridiculous happens. Anybody can lose on any Sunday. If your scenario was you give me Brady and you guarantee the bills win a Super Bowl, I would do that in a heartbeat. I would do that with anyone. If you gave me a scenario where, you know, something 
God forbid Josh, this, this was posed on Twitter a while ago, you know, God forbid something happens to Josh, but Mitch Trubisky comes in and leads the bills to a Super Bowl. Would you take that Super Bowl a la the Eagles with Nick Foles and hell yeah, I would take that Super Bowl. The bills have been chasing a Super Bowl since they've been in the league. So many teams have been chasing a Super Bowl since they've been in the league. Look at the Packers with Aaron Rodgers. They had this young, amazing quarterback and they got a ring and everybody thought that was going to continue and he's only got one it was so hard for him just to get that one so if you guaranteed me one ring I would do it and I would take it because it's so hard the window is nice obviously I'd like more Super Bowls than just one but it's hard just to get that one if you guaranteed me the one I'd take it and also to get to add that last little bit as we talked about with Brady and the Bucks, Brady gets all the credit obviously for the Buccaneers winning that Super Bowl they had a very good team built around Tom Brady. They almost went to the playoffs the year before with Jameis Winston turning the ball over 40 total times. They had a tremendous offensive line, tremendous linebackers, a good front four to rush. They had a very fast, young secondary. They have very good weapons on the outside. Did Brady push them over the hump? Yes, but they had a very, very good team surrounding him along with very good coaching. And not to be that guy, they also got some ridiculously nice luck that fell their way. Nobody remembers all the defensive turnovers and touchdowns that happened against the Saints and the Packers that allowed the Buccaneers to win those close games or how they didn't really call pass interference on that pick six for the Buccaneers against the Packers, but then they called it on Kevin King to stop that uh, or to, to give the Buccaneers a first down on that final drive to not allow Rodgers and the Packers to get that ball back. People don't really talk about that kind of stuff. So there were a lot of things that went right for Brady in addition to him having a very good team. But if you guaranteed me that we, I, it could be anybody. If you told me if the Bills bring in Case Keenum, if he comes back and we, they give, you get Case Keenum and the Bills win a Super Bowl in 2021, I'd take it. Give me one Super Bowl. I don't care how it comes. 100%. 100%. You take the W. Yes. I don't care how the win comes. It could be the ugliest Super Bowl win. They could win 3 nothing. Oh, yeah. It doesn't it's matter, a right? A win is a win. A win is a win. I don't care who it is. It's true. Whether it's Tom Brady, whether it's a guy we love, if Doug Flutie came out of retirement and guaranteed <laughs> us, I mean, that. I, truthfully, I would just love that anyways. But it's true. It, it doesn't really matter. What matters is you get the W. And we've seen it's so hard to get. You look like you brought up Aaron Rodgers, one of the best quarterbacks ever, and he's only won once. Like, it's this isn't an easy thing to do. You look at Peyton Manning. Yes, he has two, but... A lot of people would argue he didn't deserve the second. I would be one of those people because he didn't really do much, but it doesn't matter. What matters is they won. No one's going to talk about who did this or who did that or who got the win. All that matters is the team that got the win. And like you said, the Bills have been chasing this since the beginning of their franchise. And unfortunately, we had those four losses and we have not been back since. So if we were guaranteed a win, I agree. In this alternate universe, if you could guarantee a Super Bowl win, I would take anyone. I don't care. But in this somewhat more realistic universe, <laughs> we'll call it the, the alternate universe number two, not three, but two, we can't guarantee the win. It's not worth the risk. It's not worth messing up Josh Allen's career. It's not worth basically sacrificing this entire franchise and what Bean and McDermott have built over the last few years. It's just not worth it because it might not work. It might work, but it might not. And if it doesn't, it's not going to look good. It's going to be really bad. 
I could see the Bills going back into those bad days where they go into a decade of not making the playoffs. You know, you just, you don't want to go down that road. I think you have something so great right now. And, and I love this phrase. I say it all the time. No, actually, I, I don't know if I've ever said it on this show, but if it ain't broke, don't fix it. This is a situation where the team is built really, really well. And they're really, really close to that Super Bowl. They might need a little bit of help. You know, like anything, you need a little help. You need a few turnovers. You need a couple guys to step up, specifically Tremaine Edmonds. And then you're over the hump and you can go and win that Super Bowl. So I think we are super close. And I don't think we should just throw it away for a guy like Brady, even though he is great. I don't think it's worth the risk. So, Anthony, thank you so much for coming on. This was a lot of fun. This is the first time I've done this hypothetical segment, and I think it was great. I think it was a lot of fun, and I'm glad you came on for this episode. So thank you so much, and go Bills. Go Bills.